we are all called to activism. All of us, because if we're called to, to embody God's heart for the world mm-hmm. and be the, you know, the hands and the feet of, of God's mind and, and heart in the world, then we have to be about that mm-hmm. because love is an action, actually. Right. You know, and so if love is an action and, and we are taking action, then we are action people, mm-hmm. activists. Mm-hmm. We have to be that. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. What up, folks? It's Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. And excited today because we're about to do an interview with the chairperson of the board of CCDA, Myra Maceto Nolan. And she um, is a she's a good friend, a close friend, and but also uh, an incredible leader woman of color leading in so many different spaces. Uh, I can't wait to have this conversation. Now, y'all know how we do sit up. Uh, there's, uh, there's five questions. Uh, one is, what is your favorite sport? And how do you, what do you think about sports? Uh, the second part is innovation. What, what are you doing new? Tell us what's, what's going on new in your work or, and or in your life. Uh, the third piece is theology. We wanna kind of get like, what leads you to the place in which you work? Uh, and then you, we call the ugly, and that's the injustice. Where, where does injustice sit in that? And then the P is the, our, little, our little surprise at the end of, uh, based on what you say, I'm gonna throw out a question that's opposite uh, to see kind of uh, how we get into some public discourse and, and answering those questions. So, so here we go, Myra, uh, hit, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's, it's good to have you. Uh, and uh, we're going to start with a question that's going to be really fun for me to ask you. What do you think about sports? <laughs> what if I surprise you and say, so I'm from L.A. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, let me just say, um, ask me about shoes any day. Don't ask me about sports. <laughs> y también, um, I'm from L.A. So if you're from L.A. and, uh-huh. and you're Latinx, it's like all about the Doyers. Uh-huh. So Dodgers in our house like all day all the time. But the other thing is that we watch boxing. Like Mexicans love boxing. Really? Yeah, boxing. So Canelo just beat somebody's behind recently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And and that's all everybody talks about. But so so I love it, love it, love it. Like grew up watching it as uh-huh. a little kid. Like all the Theos would get together, the family parties, and we'd watch bo- boxing matches. All the kids would watch it too. Um, but then when I went to church, uh-huh in like white evangelical church, like that's violence. Uh, so then I, stop, I actually stopped watching it. Uh-huh. Anyway, got rid of that mess <laughs> and I watch boxing again. So I do like that. Look at that. See, you just surprised <laughs> everybody who was, was a, a thought like Myra's ain't gonna say anything about sports. <laughs> but uh, so boxing, love it. Uh, so um, we the reason we connect sports is because there's so there's so much commentary in sports about life, right? And you just mentioned one, right? Like this is boxing is a family thing, right? It's your kids and your families get together and watch it. But then in other cultures, it's violence, right? And so there's some commentary about life and people and and what mm. brings families together in the midst of that. And so that's why we always ask yeah. about sports because it always it the, inevitably there's some connection to life. Yeah, and yeah. I love sports, so my podcast yeah. has some sports in it. So, uh, so here let's uh, let's jump to let's jump to kind of the innovation part. Like, 
you are your board chair of CCDA. You've been there a while. Um, and uh, you're also, uh, you found, like, you didn't found, but you are pulling together a clergy coalition in Pasadena. Uh, so tell us about, like, you can tell us a little bit about CCDA, but I also want to know what you're doing new, right? Yeah, so. and so they're so connected, right? Because uh, the Christian Community Development Association is about um, inspiring, tra training, equipping, connecting people that are doing community development all over the country and even mm -hmm. beyond. Um, but the key is like all over the place, all over all over the country and beyond in neighborhoods like mine. Mm -hmm. And so I could talk about CCD all day long. There's some really exciting things happening. We have a new CEO of 18 months mm -hmm. and that and she is amazing. So you should have her on. Mm -hmm. um, but the but CCD is all about like folks like me who go back home and are working in our own communities. Mm -hmm. And so I, for, you know, especially in the pandemic time, I think one of the things that really clarified for me is how much more I enjoy um, spending my energy in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And and it's always been important for me. Um, you know, even, even, you know, you mentioned like, I, I, I've been in some other spaces mm -hmm. and I do get invited to, you know, be on a board or a part of a conversation that's kind of like, you know, 60,000 foot level mm -hmm, talking mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. the church in the U.S. or whatever. But um, but I've always been like these conversations are only relevant mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if it matters to my neighbor. Oh, right. It's yeah, all, I, I've always thought that. And so every conversation I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm like, OK, but how but what does that mean to the pastor on the corner, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and their congregation or the people who don't know Jesus that live like in the apartments across the street or. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but but in the pandemic time, I think, it, you know, I even more, even more. I'm like, I, I think I used to do like, uh, like 60 to 70% of my time, like my energy was local. Uh -huh. And then I would do, but now I'm feeling like really, really, really stingy with my time. You know, I don't want to go anywhere because there's so much happening in my community that it's, it's you know, if I'm gone, I miss some things mm -hmm. that are really important. Is that how the new thing came about? Like you've been in your neighborhood for a long time, but the clergy coalition is something a little bit new. Like what, how, why did, how did that come about? Yeah, so so uh, I was on the board of the Clergy Community Coalition. Um, it's been around for 16 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, our church, so I was I was a pastor at Lake Avenue Church in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. um, I was on their pastoral team for about 20 years. Um, and as a church, we were a part of the, the Clergy Community Coalition, mm -hmm. which is a coalition of clergy and um, nonprofit leaders, elected leaders and other civic leaders um, that come together regularly and talk about what is happening in our community um, and what um, what needs to change, what we can do together. And so uh, being on the board and, and watching things happen in our community and seeing really the potential of mm -hmm. the local church, mm -hmm. you know, as a board member, I, I was like, it's really fantastic that we gather everybody once a month and, you know, the mayor wants to come to our meetings and uh -huh. the police chief and the fire chief and the health, you know, like everybody wants to come to our meetings. Of course, all the nonprofits want to come to the meetings because they're like, ooh, pastors, <laughs> right? right? Like, right, you know, right. church support and volunteers. Uh -huh. um, but what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we really doing as, a, as the local church? And so I, I started cool. saying, you know, how, how can we, how can we just, you know, imagine mm -hmm. um, the church united and mobilized around some things and actually seeing change come about. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the kind of things that we preach about from our from our pulpits of God's vision mm -hmm. for flourishing, you know, for people, you know, living till they're old and building houses and living them, living in them and all that stuff. Like, can we actually 
create some change here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we can do things together that we couldn't possibly do on our own. Um, but in order to do that, you need resources, mm-hmm. you need capacity. Mm-hmm. And the CCC was a board-run, board-led organization, well-meaning, like I said, great convener. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of mobilizing, like you have a board of senior pastors right, right, right. who show up to a board meeting and they really just, they, they have big dreams, mm-hmm. but then, you know, they, they're walking out the meeting and like someone just died in your congregation right. and you have a wedding on Saturday and you're burying someone on, you right, know, right, Friday right, right. And, and all of that. And so it just, it was really hard to harness, you know, to harness the imagination yeah. and the dreams that these pastors had um, and, and into something that's like tangible mm-hmm. and strategic mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to do some work together. And so I started asking questions like, what needs to change so we're able to do these things that we talk about? And so from that conversation, you know, we we said, you know, we just need to like retool organizationally in order mm-hmm. to, to build capacity so that we can do some things. Um, and so as I was having that conversation with them as a board member, mm-hmm. um, I was also knowing that my time at Lake was coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really it was that really just brought it all together because it was the, the the conversation at the CC was never about me. Mm-hmm. It was just this is what needs to happen gotcha. with this organization. Uh-huh. Um, but but really, from both our the CCC board and the leadership at Lake Avenue Church, were their their those minds actually came together. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is when you know, like God's uh-huh. in that, right? Yeah. Like both uh-huh. were asking the question, "Hey, well, what about Myra? Hey, well, mm-hmm. what about mm-hmm. Myra doing the, you know?" And so that's how that. That came about, right, and right, it's been right. and it's been super exciting to actually like take the dreams of local pastors and actually start to see like you know the the legs growing on That's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's That's it's hard been- too though. Like you getting you getting pastors to kind of get some practical stuff done, um, and not that pastors don't do that where they are. Like you said, they have you know they got to visit folks in their church and they got to prepare sermons and all that. That's practical, but like practical community engagement is something a whole different level and uh that's that's pretty that's pretty dope like that's some good stuff well you know it's nothing it's nothing new like in the black church Mm -hmm. you know and mostly in the black church so we have so the ccc has a lot of a lot of uh the black church connection Mm -hmm. and so you know black church like you've had to pay attention to what's happening mm-hmm. in your neighborhood because mm-hmm. your neighborhood are folks who are in the pews as well. And so you have to pay attention to the issues, the social issues mm-hmm. that are impacting churches. It's more like churches like Lake, mm-hmm. you know, where that are commute, have been commuter churches, mm-hmm. you know, might, they might be sort of multi-ethnic right, right, or whatever, right. but that, that those things are not necessarily impacting the people who are there on uh-huh, Sunday uh-huh. or, you know, like the church plans that come in and like aren't really talking to anybody. Right, and right, it, right. But there's a culture already, like we actually care about what's happening on the corner. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. So that culture was already in, in, embedded in this, uh-huh. in this gathering. Uh-huh. So now if you're a new pastor planning a church and somebody t- tells you, you have to go to that oh, and you yeah, show yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just like kind of brought into like, this is the way we talk about things. Best, and best so, cool. so the CC, CCDA connection with uh-huh. the CCC is really, really important uh-huh. because that's where uh-huh. we get like, okay, now how, how, how can we think about this better? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that, about bringing like my CCDA world mm-hmm. and like really infusing that with the work of the local pastors in my community. Yeah. So,
So, so our third, our third kind of movement is around theology, right? So what kind of theology is this? Like what, like how has theology shaped who you are? And, and you're bringing together like a large, like idea from a CCDA, making it very practical um, in the streets uh, and with pastors and leaders. What's the, what's your, what's, what is your theological backing around, around that? Yeah, so Jesus, <laughs> you know, I mean, there is just so much there, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, mar- marginalization, mm-hmm. uh, um, injustice, mm-hmm. embodiment, mm-hmm. you know, like being near, like all those things. So like, a, so my, my um, really deep theology of place is because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. God came yeah. and was with, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and then. Um, the theology of justice, because God, God came and Jesus, with human eyes and flesh, saw what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Saw what was wrong mm-hmm. uh, with the religious leaders, the mm-hmm. control over the people. Right. You know, the uh, the kings and the rulers and the you know the empire and its control over the people. You know, and mm-hmm. and saw that. And so it's like those. Like, how do you ignore that part of the whole of the entire story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so those things are just. That's what. That's what drives, uh-huh. you know, really everything I do. Like our family, we've, we've lived in this community for over 20 years now. And it's part of like where our house is, you know, the schools that we go to, the the community organizations that mm-hmm. we're a part of, mm-hmm. how we think about church and our role as Christians mm-hmm. and being a part of a church body. Mm-hmm. All of that is all connected to that. <laughs> you, I don't know if you realize what you just did. Like you, 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 you explained this like, and you are like this board chair, right? Leading this national organization. Uh, but your heart is in your community and neighborhood. And then you just took these giant, like theological constructs, like ideas, and you just like, they're practical. They're, they're, they're about my, like where I spend my time in my neighborhood, where I take my kids to school and community centers and those kind of things in this theological idea of justice. Right in this theological idea of incarnation, you just like you just broke that down in this very practical level. That yeah, well, if we can't break it down, then like, what's the point of mm-hmm. theologizing? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, we make it so freaking complicated. Uh, you know, like I mean, okay, all of these theologies, and then we like, you know, you know, like dissect them mm-hmm. and analyze mm-hmm. them and argue mm-hmm. about them, and but they are really so simple. That's why I'm like, Jesus, you know, like just uh-huh. pay attention, like uh-huh. watch the film, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. really, it's really, it has to be simple because mm-hmm. everybody has to be able to do it. And mm-hmm. I think I think we just spend so much time fighting about it, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. it, talking about it, um, it, a whole lot of time learning about it right. to get the alphabet right. soup to then sometimes do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And it matter, it does not matter to my neighbor. That's cool. So, so um, the other other question that we in our in our kind of question series is uh, is what we call the ugly or injustice, right? How does that play out in your work? Like, uh, what does that look like around you, and and how do you how do you see yourself solving some of those some of those issues? Yeah, I think I think the the greatest blessing and also goodness, the curse. Of, of really coming to see and understand the life of Jesus is that once you see, mm-hmm. once you see the injustice, like you can never unsee it. Mm-hmm. 
And you know, like ignorance is bliss. Like there's so many people walking around that just really don't see it. And once you see it, then it's like your whole world is wrecked, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then, you know, when when you see it, and you're able to see like that with God's eyes, and are able to like feel in love with God's heart, then you just can't help. Like, how can you? How can you help to watch something that is um, that is so broken, mm -hmm. and not be a part of how God wants to, how God wants things to be whole? You know, and I I'm careful in how I use the word repair, mm -hmm. you know, because um, things are broken, um, and and it's kind of like you know, the, the notion of like fixing something so that it works again, but it was, it was always broken mm -hmm. or it was wrong mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. first place, you know, but like, um, being a part of making something whole in the way that God envisioned it. So mm -hmm. if that's your, if that's your community and you know, you know, young black men are being killed by the police, like that's brokenness mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And so it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to make whole the things that are broken mm -hmm. And that are harming people, and uh, so yeah, I mean, from from that to like seeing people being unhoused, you know, seeing seeing you know black and brown kids not getting the same level of education mm -hmm. as kids who look who look different from them. Those are the things that it isn't an option. Mm -hmm. It is not an option. Yeah. It's like we are all we are all called to act to activism, mm -hmm. all of us, mm -hmm. because if we're called to to be to embody God's heart for the world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and be the, you know, the hands and the feet of, of God's mind and, and heart in the world, then we have to be about that mm -hmm. because love is an action, actually. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and so if love is an action and, and we are taking action, then we mm -hmm. are action mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. activists. Mm -hmm. We have to be that. Everybody, not, not some of us, all mm -hmm. of us. Uh -huh. Our last piece is uh, we like to kind of throw in kind of the opposite kind of look at things. And I think uh, listening to you, the the public discourse in this is, you just talked about all this work stuff. You just talked about Jesus and all these things. And um, I didn't really hear gospel coming from you. Um, do you care about the gospel? Um, because you didn't mention it. Um, you are a woman of color who worked in a large, large, mega white-led church, uh, and uh, you lead a national organization, does the gospel matter to you? Like, these, these things have, uh, are important, but what's the, what's the gospel message in it? Yeah, you know, we have put so much weight on the telling, you know, and it's like, uh, how, how is that, like, I don't understand how it's so hard for people to get that. You know, mm -hmm. like you could say anything to your kids if you're a parent. Mm -hmm. You could say anything to your kids where they're watching what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's more about what you're actually doing that speaks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's where the real message is. And so mm -hmm. if the gospel is a message of something, mm -hmm. you know, if the gospel is good news, it has to actually matter. It has to change mm -hmm. something. And things don't usually change by people talking about them, <laughs> right? So the uh -huh. words are not going to change anything. Uh -huh. It's like what the words turn into. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you know that's that's um, that's just white foolishness. <laughs> that, that's what it is. See, I'm, now I'm bringing out. I'm bringing out the Myra I wanted to bring out, right? Like, so um, yeah, I, I you know I think it, but you know, you, you've probably heard that criticism, right? I mean, I'm sure people say that to you a lot. Like, Myra, you have all this responsibility of leadership uh, and you lead very well. Why aren't, 
like, we need to hear more gospel from you. Yeah. And uh, I like your answer. <laughs> what you call it? What? what foolishness? I, can I rephrase that? I mean, like, yeah. white evangelical foolishness? Uh, okay, okay. Because right, that's more right, specific. Because right, it, right. it, it is both. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for being on. Uh, and uh, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for what you represent uh, for many of us who follow your leadership. Um, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate how you lead. Uh, and uh, I'm sure folks are going to uh, want more uh, of you after they hear this podcast. So uh, thanks, uh, Myra, for being with us. This is the Sit Up Podcast. I am Leroy Barber. Let's begin. Live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.